Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of That Restaurant Thing.、Um, first off, sorry, I kind of disappeared for a couple weeks.、Um, it's called a holiday and it's quite nice.、Uh, and so we didn't do any episodes for、uh, the last、um, two weeks. But we're coming back stronger, feeling refreshed,、uh, and that's what holidays are all about. And we are、uh, coming back in style with、um, a super, super guest. I'm so happy to have here with us today David Flynn from、uh, La Brûlerie de Belleville. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, you'll see this you know, kind of、um, um, direction I'm taking with the podcast. I'm only inviting people that are friends or that I really like,、um, which makes sense. You're not going to invite your. Worst enemy on the show. Maybe that's something we can do for the 100th episode. Uh, but um, I've known David for many years. We kind of got started at the same time. He did a bit before、uh, I did, but we've been around for pretty much the same. And I've always been looking at、uh, La Brûlerie de Belleville as like our sister business where like I watched you grow and like, we kind of grew at the same rate. And so we've just kept each other in check. We're like, you know, in, in, we don't see each other all the time, but like I'm always have my eyes on them and I'm sure they do with us the same. And so I'm, I'm so happy to have him on the show. So,、uh, again, same rules as always. I didn't plan any of this. I didn't write any questions. We're just going to be talking for、uh, about half an hour、uh, until Katie、uh, tells me to not talk anymore. So,、um, hey, man, I'm so happy to have you here. Like, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's,、um, it's great to be here with you. I was just looking the other day, and you, Holly Belly is our, our oldest client. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. Honestly, like, we're not faking this. I did not know that. I, you know, I, I don't think I had actually thought about it either until I was looking back to things. I was like, oh no. 2013.、Yeah. 2013, man. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. So let's do that. I mean, you know, for people that don't know you,、um, uh, I think it's, it'll be good to give them a bit of background. And so, I, what I like about this podcast is that we can just go a little deeper about who are those restaurant owners or business owners of Paris. And, like, and especially when they're not. Uh, French per se. And like, so、um, if, you're, if you'll indulge me、uh, on a little retrospect of your life and like what took you to Paris and like how you got in coffee,、um, and just it doesn't have to be super extensive, but I, I, I'm just even myself really curious to know、uh, what are you doing here? Sure. So I've been in Paris now over 10 years.、Okay. And I started out、uh, just after school. So my, my start in coffee、uh, predates my start in Paris. So I,、okay. I, was, I was going to university in the US. And as you may have heard, it's not cheap.、Mm. Uh, and I needed some cash to, mostly to have fun,、uh, but, also, <laughs> <laughs> but also for school. And so my start in coffee was actually at a Starbucks in a Barnes and Noble. There you go. Do, those do not exist anymore. But、uh, yeah.、So. Barnes and Nobles? Yeah, well, Star- I don't think they're very many. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. They were cozy. <laughs> <laughs> so working there wasn't so cozy, but that's okay. Yeah.、Um, so after that, I went and、uh, got hired at an independent cafe、okay. um, called Murky Coffee, which actually was this amazing place that spawned a ton of coffee professionals. And they trained me. And it was kind of during that time that I just like, got really into coffee. So, Why are we talking like 20, 2011, 2012? No, that been started, I started working at Murky in 2006. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and,、uh, and that was through university in 2009. So、okay. I worked at another place called Peregrine in there, and、uh, at the end, I was doing as much coffee as school. Okay.、Um, Very cool. And then、I'm, I decided to move to Europe. So my mom's English.、Uh, so I had a UK passport, which at the time,、Cha-ching. up until recently, meant I was European. <laughs>、um, yeah, I know. And so I was like,、oh, I really want to go. I want to go live in Europe. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be London, Paris, 
maybe Sweden. But uh, my best friend from university was here, so I was like, oh, let's go learn French, uh, try it out. So That was it? That was what made you pick Paris out yeah, of any was, other cities? I was not a Francophile. Wow. I spoke Spanish, but, <laughs> you know. That won't be super useful around no. here. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I got here, and I, I spent a, a year working in working in a marketing firm, which was okay. not very fun, and then I just slowly got pulled back into coffee. And What was there then? There was the Cafe O Tech, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. So, so you've seen it You've seen it from like the ground up, pretty much, the coffee scene in Paris. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There was nothing there, and so there was a ton of opportunity, and, and um, so I started doing some events with uh, Tamal, yep. my yep. co-founder at Belleville, and, uh, and then I met Nico Claire, who was mm -hmm. wanting to open a shop, and I was like, oh, I can... I've done that before. I can help you. Um, with lots of confidence of a 23-year-old or something 23, like that. 23, man. That's like, that takes balls, you know, because I was 26 when I opened and I already, I was like, hey, I feel a little young. We'll be fine, you know, but yeah. Yeah, you, know, you don't know any better at 23. Oh, you're yeah. You, you're right. Going for it. Exactly. So just to like, you know, kind of plug myself within my own show, which is weird. Episode three was Nico Claire, which is, um, uh, David just mentioned, uh, owner of Telescope. And uh, I really did not want to make this podcast about specialty coffee because, oh, boring. So boring. So like, I, I want to keep this broad as broad as possible. But we just happen to have two coffee uh, guests back to back. But it, it really isn't about coffee. Fair enough. So... <laughs> I, but we love coffee. I mean, we can talk about it. It was like this, this, you know, well, I think it's interesting because Nico, so Nico and I got started with telescope together yeah. and then we've actually taken very different paths. So I think it yeah. actually is kind of an interesting look at what's no, like I was so keen to talk about that. I, w I wasn't sure if you wanted to touch on it, but like, um, you know, let bygones be bygones. And like, of course, like you guys are both very successful now in very different ways. And like, I like that, that this contrast, like he went a way and doing things his way. And we talked about that in episode three and like you went a different way. And like, it's it, that for me is interesting. The fact that you decided to do something else. No, I'm happy to talk about that. I yeah. think I think it's actually it's one of the things that's hard when you start a business. No one tells you how hard it is to to have business partners. No one mm -hmm. tells you how hard it is to actually be, even if you're successful. Mm -mm -mm. That those don't are always like it's not a smooth ride. Yeah. Success isn't a straight line. No. So uh, yeah, with Nico, uh, he had his vision for it, and it just wasn't my vision. And so uh, after about a year, we went our separate ways, and that. I mean, for me, I think that was the, a really good thing for, for both of us because Nico has hewn really closely to what his vision was six and a half years ago when we, when we split ways. And I think that's so interesting because I want this podcast to be also for people out there that want to start a business or into a business and maybe a partnership that is not going well, going well. And so um, you don't hear those stories. And I think for me, I have a very specific relation to partnerships because I partner with my partner. So um, it's, it's a model. Uh, it doesn't work for everybody, works for us. And then I always see um, partnerships as, as like the biggest weakness a business can have because Three years, I have seen good businesses go down because of failed partnerships. And I'm so glad you, you both bounced back in spectacular ways. Because And you were smart enough to be like, hey, it's been a year. I want this. You want that. Let's, I'm going to go do this. And you do that. It was so smart. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm really glad that things went like they did. And I, and I should say it was really hard when it was happening. Mm. I think for both of us. Yeah. Um, it was really brutal. Mm. And... Um, It's Now, like a divorce, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because when you open a business, or at least when I've opened businesses, you put your whole oh, yeah. self into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and so if you don't, 
I mean, if you don't put your whole self into it, maybe it's different. But when you do, and we definitely both did, it was really difficult. Yeah. Uh, and it took time, like a, with a breakup, yeah. for us to be able to to be able to be on good terms again. And now it's now it's great. I love going by telescopes. You guys good now? Go, yeah. And and did it ever like did it remotely disgust you from owning a business, opening a business after um, let's not call it a breakup, but like after you moved away from telescope, were you like? I don't know if I want to do this again or like what after that experience, what did you learn from it? What, what did you take away from that experience? You know, I probably should have taken a second after telescope to, to take mm. stock, but I didn't at all. You jumped into the I next jumped thing. straight into Belleville okay. and I was really, I felt like the opportunity was there. I felt like we had like appropriately identified that there was a need with telescope for uh, a French sort of specialty coffee roaster. And so I just went straight into Straight Belleville. in. Uh, and I think probably now, if I was in the same situation, I would definitely take some time. Take a I, think, I think I should have taken some time. It would have been a healthier decision probably for my whole life. Because you've, you've been pushing nonstop since that, since your yeah. telescope. It's been nonstop. It's been, it's been full on. And, yeah. uh, and that puts a strain on the rest of your life as well. Oh, you, it does. So. It really, really does. And it's funny, not funny, but like the timing was that... And I think Toma won't mind us mentioning it, but Toma was going through the same kind of scenario with his partners at the time. He was moving away from a structure that he did create, which was 10 bells, mm -hmm. and, and, and kind of moved away from that, and you were moving away from telescope. And you were kind of like, I wouldn't say orphans, but you were the, you were the, you, did that make you stronger, or was that the appeal to work together? Or like, did you have a, you know? Well, you know, at the time, actually, if we go back, it was, that kind of happened a little bit later with okay. Toma. So okay. when we started off, Um, actually, one of Tomas' partners, Ansem, was with us at the roastery. Oh, you're right. I forgot yeah. about that. I, I, yeah, sorry. 100% sorry, I forgot. I mean, I've had lots of partner situations. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, Ansem and I are, are, are great now as well. Okay, okay. Um, and I think, you know, again, things take time. But yeah. uh, we all probably jumped into it a little too soon, and we had to figure out how it works. So I, I think partner relationships and dealing with them is, uh, is a crucial business skill. It and is, I'm sure yeah. it's the same for you as well. I mean, you know, you're... Uh, yes, your partner's with Sarah. But we but, do. No, but you're right. We, yeah, it's, it's not that easy. You know, it's not because we're partners that we, we you know, our, 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 you know, professional relationship is not a given because we live together. It's, it's something we work at still. And that, and that's definitely been something over the last, uh, over the last few years I've definitely learned. Um, it's been one of the main like business lessons I've taken away, which is really having all the hard conversations up front. Yeah. Um, And when people, yeah, when people ask me, okay, I'm starting a business, what should I do? I'm like, well, you should have the, the hard conversations. And if you don't feel very uncomfortable, you are not having them. That's a great, that's so smart. I think a lot of people are like, you know, stars in their eyes and like, oh, we're going to do this. And like, you know, I'm going to partner up with this guy because money, because whatnot, because whatever is the motivation. And like, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll talk it later. Like, let's do this right now, you know? And and then a year down the road, a couple of years, then comes the hard conversation, maybe because you're not as busy as you thought, or because hard conversation always, you know, come up to the surface. And I think what you said, having those conversations from the get-go is so smart. And like, you're going to save so much time because if, if, if your partnership breaks over this conversation, you save yourself a lot of trouble and, and headaches and money. And, and if you don't feel comfortable having those conversations, just like you said, it's probably not the right partner. Yeah. You really, that's really a crucial thing. And I, I think, you know, the restaurant business is rife with, uh, yeah. 
you know, restaurants are passion are always, I think, to some extent, a passion project. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in those passions, you can easily lose the fact that maybe not on the same page. Exactly. It's not because you're best mates and because like you enjoy the same beer and even have the same vision of what is a great restaurant that you're going to be good partners. Absolutely. And you know, things change too. Oh yeah, exactly. Like your business will change. You will change. Of course. And, and that's all of that's normal, but, uh, having a, a safe base to talk about things is important. Are you happy in your partnership now? Like you guys all good? Yeah. You know, we've changed uh, a lot over the years and, yeah. uh, definitely today it's, uh, I mean, I'm spending probably the most time out of my three partners. So Tama, and then also we have a third partner, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, uh, today it's mostly me okay. sort of in the day to day of the business. And, yeah. uh, and we've kind of worked out something that's works for works us. Works for everybody. Um, yeah. So it's, it's great, but it's been, it's been a continual learning experience the whole time, you know? And it's, it's, and isn't it that the best thing about this business? I always like, it's a little corny, but I always say that Holy Bell is the business school that I've never been to. And I think once you start, you stop looking at those challenges as like something that's sad and something that's complicated and like, oh my God, like I have another, like, you know, uh, recommande or like I'm, I'm being sued or this shit's happening to me. You can look at it as being like, oh, you know, yeah. fuck. Or you can be like lesson of the day, you know? And like when you start seeing like your business as a school, then you shift that, you, sh you shift that angle and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm learning. You that's, know? that's exactly how I think about it. Yeah. I always talk about Bubba. It's like, this has been. I never went to business school, but this has been staff management, <laughs> growth, yeah. partnerships, you know, you learn yeah. so much. And I think uh, that's a broader reflection, but like, I just had to pay a lot of money for something that I don't even know what it is. Like we, uh, us businesses are taxed f to pay for people to get trained on things. So like, you know, for example, I had to pay 20,000 euros to like, anyway, it's, it's a tax anyway. And so people can go and like get trained, you know, and like, I'm like, why can't we take that money and like help people opening businesses? Because I think you learn more when you're doing anyway, that's just my thinking, but like, it's, no, it's such a good school. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, I've learned more over the last, I guess, seven and a half years than if you tank, you tank, it's yeah. fine. Like it's just, you know, it sucks, but it's school is not going to prevent you from failure. I don't think if you go to school for X amount of years, it doesn't say that your business is going to be a 100% safe and successful. No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, I don't think any business is 100% safe and successful. Exactly. And I think you learn most from, from the ups and downs and a lot, the downs, man. Like I, I think you, and you have to build on that. And like you said, there's some lessons, especially the ones to do with people. Mm, oh yeah. That I don't think you can really teach no, or at least not. No. You can teach frameworks, but it's so complex. I mean, like, you know, I'm someone that, you know, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I love reading. I'm always trying to read as much as I can, trying to understand as much as I can talk to people, but I, I still make the mistakes and they oh, can yeah. be mistakes that I, I knew at least intellectually about, but until you make them, sometimes it's yeah. impossible to to know. It's the best. And it's something like Sarah, she's a bit of a mom. Like she will, she doesn't want her, I'm not going to say kids, but like people that work in her kitchen to go through hardships or whatever. So like, she's always looking out for them. And like, if someone does a mistake or doesn't do a mistake, she will like prevent that mistake from happening. And so I, now she's moving away from that because she realizes that people do need to actually fall and do need to actually make a mistake for them to yeah. learn. And if you always, they'd be like, I got you. I, I'm your, you know, I'm your safety net. I got you. You're not going to get hurt. Like you don't learn. And it kind of sucks when you think about it. You need to get hurt to learn. Yeah, man. 
it is a must. And people don't like pain, but I think it's it's part of the equation. It, you have to have it, and it's. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any other way to learn. So, no way. I, mean, I don't have a kid, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's another one. Um, so cool. That this is really good stuff. Um, I want to talk to you about growth because you started. I found some old photos the other day going through my my drive because I wanted to like tease this episode on on social media, and I found a very old photo of the very first iteration of the roastery, and like you guys actually dropping the beans for the first time in the roaster, and like we were kids, and yeah, but it wasn't so long ago when you look at it um if you want to touch on growth really quickly and like you went from just you and toma to how many employees now i don't know it's been fluctuating a lot i think we're probably Roughly. somewhere between I don't know, around 30 or something like that it's a fair bit yeah it's a lot so like if you have any thoughts or things that you want to you know i don't have any real question about it but like growth is fascinating to me and I, i'm just curious to have your two cents on it yeah well i think growth is something that people don't talk about enough because it's actually really really difficult oh yeah and when we talked about pain, I think growth is something that's really can be really painful. And you know, we think about growth as this sort of like panacea or something that is obligatorily good. And from a certain financial angle, it often is, but it, it's it's tough. And you're you're when you're growing, you're the way I think about it is you're stretching yeah. a lot, and you're yeah. stretching yourself, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But you're also stretching your team. Of course. You're stretching the the your partnerships. You're stretching everything. And so for me, I, I think growth is, uh, I think it's, I think it's one of the most difficult things there is out there. It's just as difficult as contraction. I think, you know, no, you're right. I mean, I'm listening to all this and like, I see a lot of similarities. We talked about this, I think with Ed episode one, I was talking about this really organic tissue that you're, you're pulling on. And like, we were, we were, we were, you know, big believers in slow growth because you don't want to tear. You want to stretch without ever tearing. And like what you're saying is the same. Is like you're applying so much pressure on these small foundations of your first business. And now you're like, oh, I'm going to be a little bigger. And everything gets heavy. And yeah. you don't want to get to breaking point. You know? No, totally. And I, I think um, we've gone through different growth phases too. We had our first growth phase that was really, uh, really organic, but also quite rapid. Um, and that we sort of made it through by just putting our head downs and yeah, just, just like going for it. I, I was listening to the episode you did with Mark and like, yeah, you're, you're up at who knows what hour of the morning you're gone at who knows what hour of the night every day of the week. So, so that's the first phase of growth and that one's difficult for its own reasons. And then we had, uh, you know, Jeff joined us and we did La Fontaine mm-hmm. and that was another huge phase of, uh, growth. Um, and kind of a whole different business yeah. from, from the roastery. Do you mind touching on that really quickly? Would you yeah, want me so, to explain or well, go for it? Well, we opened La Fontaine, which is basically this La Fontaine de Belleville, which is a typical Parisian sort of bistro. Yeah. And partly is because we didn't want to do a coffee shop. We had done coffee shops yeah. and we really wanted to do something French in yeah. the end of the day and no one had done it. And so we launched this place, but it's open from, you know, in the morning to 10 at night, yeah. you know, all the time. Yeah menu with food with wine with yeah. beer the whole nine yards and so it's been uh it's been great in the sense that uh we really wanted to prove that you didn't you could drink good coffee outside of a coffee shop yeah and, um, and you and you successfully did that i think it was such like i'm gonna get, let you go back on growth but that fontaine was such a smart idea it was like take this really authentic beautiful piece of Persian history and just inject 
good coffee in it. You know, it was just like, don't strip out too much. I was also there for the construction and stuff. Like, you barely touched the place, but you just injected just good coffee and good ingredients, which yes. is, you know, I mean, so lacking. It's, that's all we want, just a little, you know, better coffee. Yeah. So that, I mean, that was a, an awesome, I mean, that, that was another labor of love. And, you know, we were in that a ton. You know, Madison, speaking of working with your partner, Madison was running the kitchen and coming up with all the recipes. And so yeah. I had to learn how to work with my, my life partner as well, which was uh, yeah, that's complicated. Yeah, that's a big one way. too. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. We made it out all right. We're still doing good. That's good. Um, and that was the next phase. And then we had our sort of final phase of growth where we took on investors um, to build out our new roastery because we were, well, like you said, we were in 50 square meters and yeah. it was getting like, it was small, real tight. Yeah. And so we found this space in Paris. We thought we were going to have to leave the city, but we found a space in Paris. We moved in there. And so lucky bastards. It's yeah, so big. So it's lucky. so beautiful. And so we brought on investors in order to let's uh, make that uh, happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which has been, which has been great as well, but it's different. It adds a uh, different sort of things that you have to do every day. And, uh, and you know, there's growth and how that affects your business. And there's also how people perceive it. Of course. Which Perception think, is huge. Yeah, and I think in France it's a uh, it's a particularly sort of complicated uh, thing. The perception you mean like of growth. People see you growing, and then they think you you just made up money. And yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, we have people who, you know, we, there's some thing, things going around. People are like, oh, well, you got bought by Cafe Richard. Oh, like, what are you talking? Uh, about? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's cute though. It is, but you know, it's surprising how many people end up like believing these rumors about yeah. you once you start I never growing. heard that one. <laughs> but um, isn't that friends, though? Not to be cliche, but like we have a very difficult relationship with not success per se, but like growth or money or getting bigger. It's not something that we are necessarily very supportive of. Oh, I totally think it's something it's got to do with France. I think it's got to do with France. And I think it's also the interaction of like France and social media in the end of the day. Like, cause mm-hmm. we're, you know, we, well, you're someone who, obviously cares a ton about design and how things look and yep. photography. And, you know, you look at the Hollywood, everything you put out is beautiful. Thank uh, you. I don't think we do as good a job as you, but we try to make things look good. And I think people see that exterior that you're putting out there and they're just like, Oh, well everything's like, uh, I know what you're so saying. So sweet. And it's like, well, yeah, sure. Everything's. Yeah. But that was the result of a lot of work. Not necessarily just Cafe Richard money. It's just us just doing it. <laughs> yeah. And just so I'm clear, Cafe Richard is not yeah, an investor that's in Belleville. <laughs> ludicrous. That's ludicrous. Like you would ever. Okay. I'm, I'm glad we got that sorted out. I didn't even know that was a thing, but interesting. Like, I think what, what we can getting out of this is that when you grow, well, then it's kind of like you just become a bit bigger and a bit easier to shoot at maybe. And yeah, totally. Yeah. And people start making this, these stories, which I, I'm just very curious about what are the stories about us? Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe KFC is secretly the owner of Hollybilly. Yeah. Uh, definitely would make things easier. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting, man. Um, um, one question I have for you, like we, you know, and a question I wish I, I, I asked my other guest, I forgot. A lot of work, a lot of hours, a lot of energy. In our best years, you were 23 um, when you started and like you give it all. I mean, we know, of course, you like, you know, you get the after work beers and you, you, you drink the good food and you get to enjoy the good wine and all that. And I, I don't want to make a sound like um, um, martyr, you know, what do you, I always yeah, said in English. No, no, no. Uh, martyr. Martyr, yeah. We're not. It was all by choice. But like, if you, would you do it again? Let's say we, we you know we rewind the tape to like 23 year old David Flynn. Would you, would you do it again? I, I think I, it's so hard to go back. And I, I yeah. do think about it because I mean, when you think about it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm 33 now. Yeah. I've been going at this for almost 10 years. And it's, it's a like, decade, yeah. You know, 
um, that's a big commitment and it's, uh, I could have done other things with that time. And exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I definitely think about it. It's something that comes up, but at the same time, I, I think personally, I'm someone who is just constantly propulsed to do things. Mm. Like I, you, if every time I go away on vacation, it's horrible. I come back with a new idea for the, for the team. Dude, I'm the, the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. It's uh, the worst thing you can do is let me go on vacation because then it's like same deal. All days are bad for us. Yeah. A, I get sick. Like the first (laughs) week, I'm always sick as a horse because like my brain and body are like, oh, time off, let's get sick. Uh, I don't know if you get that. I was talking. Yeah, no, totally. I think I was talking. Who I was talking to? Yeah, business owner as well. I'm like, it's a thing. So now I have a trick. If you want to know, like I tell my brain and buddy two weeks before, I'm like, we are gonna go on a break. Do not <laughs> fucking get sick on me, and it works. I got you know, just came, I, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I don't. I'm with you. I don't think we should look back too much, but I mean, it's it's such a part of who I am today. Yeah, and you know, I I think if I went back today with everything I know now, I would do things differently. But it doesn't work that way, is it? No, yeah. of course not. So I'm not. You know, I'm really appreciative of everything I've learned, everyone I've gotten to work with, everyone, all the experiences. I mean. You know, I've gotten to have interactions that I just never could have even dreamed about. You know, we got the we got uh, a made in the made in Paris label, the Fabrique à Paris. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. I just got to go to the Hôtel de Ville. That's so cool. Meet the mayor. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. You know, like I don't know. I'm a, no, it's, no kid. regrets. <laughs> I'm with you. It's like it's it's all good. And I was thinking as you were talking, I was like. What would be the point of just, you know, going back and like the, the best part of this, and it's a little dumb to say, but is the journey. And so trying to be like, let's go back to me at 23 and make zero mistakes. That wouldn't be as much fun, you know, no. in the end. So I think for the people listening is like mistakes is definitely part of the process. And success isn't a straight line. Oh, it really isn't. And so I was thinking about Mark as well. And like he was saying that now he's trying to like slow himself down. And he was saying that episode too i think it was uh, mark was saying uh i act like i had a hundred episodes i have four episodes but yeah uh mark was saying like i try to like slow uh, I just take care of my existing businesses and he was saying i'm, I'm I, he just told us that he was going to see a new location and he said i had no business looking for locations right now but it's just the way his brain works he's always like looking at that new thing and he's like i have to stop doing this i there's a hundred thing i need to fix in the existing business businesses and he was talking about consolidation and mm-hmm. that's the way Sarah and I are looking at it we was like hey when is like the new Holly Belly like what are you guys doing next and then Holly Belly the, the 19 the new one is only one year old and we just want the goal for us now is consolidation as well make everything Absolutely. tighter is that where you're at that's where that's where we're at okay we, I mean we went on uh you know, we have time to get into it completely, but we went on a like crazy journey of growth this last little while. I, yeah, I didn't know if we want to talk about that as well. Like, I was careful. Not, I, mean, really. I don't know if we have time, but we can. No, I, I mean, we do. All right. Well, yeah. so so we we acquired a client um, because we had the opportunity, okay. and we acquired a client um, that was called Cuyer, and we thought it was going to be. We knew it was going to be hard. Yeah, of like, course. We knew it was going to be really hard because it was taking over how many shops? It was taking over four shops. Yeah, that's <laughs> that were all unprofitable and had been forever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, so we knew it was a big risk and, uh, and you know, it, 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 I'll just be straight up. It didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Like it, uh, we've ended up closing or selling off the locations. Like we couldn't make it work. We tried really hard, but, uh, but yeah, it just didn't, didn't work. I mean, we also like, we acquired it 
the month the Gilets Jaunes protest started. Oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> oh, so timing Jesus. was like, I mean, timing's, timing's a thing, right? Yeah. Oh, it is. Um, it's everything. So timing wasn't right. We probably should have, uh, I don't know. We, we made a mistake. Yeah. It happens. And so... Uh, How much knowledge did you gain through that acquiring a business? That's oh, a man. huge one. I, I've learned more over the last year than in probably the three years previous. Like it, it's you been, it, you talk about business school. It's been like business school. So all the, the legal stuff, all the, the moving parts beyond such a, a you know, an acquiring uh, yeah. must be crazy. I mean, we went up to 50 staff. We had just like craziness. Then we had to like fire people. That was a whole process, legal counting. So yeah, just all over the place. So that we learned a ton of stuff. And so now we're back to a, a size that's a little more, uh, manageable mm. and we're we're also you know the the core of the company from the beginning has been the roastery right and that's what my my goal right now what i'm doing right now is really just back to focusing on the roastery right. and really you know putting everything in to make that uh business the best it can be and to do the best we can for for our clients and our producers and i mean like we didn't really talk about motivation but uh for me, what keeps me going today more than anything is, is has nothing to do with any sort of like financial gain. Mm, it's, mm. it's really about our clients and our producers and my, and the staff. Like that's, that's, super that's cool. what gets me up in the morning is like them, you guys, your team. Yeah. That's cool, sure. man. I'm the same. Like how much money do you need really? Like, I mean, you know, it's, I'm not a money brain, a money person. I don't want to be dumb about it. Like I don't want to, no. you know, I just, I want to make sure I have enough, but like, it's definitely not what is getting me out of bed at all. And like when you simmer it down, it really goes down to my staff, to the yeah. guys, you know, and what we're doing and, and the customers, you know, but I don't think you can, I think growing is, I always think growth as something that's going to get in the way of that. Well, it is, but at the same time, you know, one of the things that motivates growth for me and has in the past is like giving opportunities to my team. Yeah, you're right. You're you right. Know, yeah. We've had some awesome people that have been with us for, you know, Mia has been with us for almost five years now. Jesus. And it's yeah. like, I really want to make sure she has opportunities to, yeah. to grow and like, and so that requires true. some growth and you know. Not growing, you get to a point where you're like, well, all the positions are filled. The, the best you can ever be within the company is a really good manager. And like, it, it does suck. Sometimes you want to offer more or yeah. new opportunities or yeah. And that's a natural part of the business to at some point be able to say, look, I'm sorry, you're probably gonna have to go elsewhere. Yeah. But there, you know, for us, there've been ways to say like, look, we can, if we grow, we can make this, make this happen. Yeah. 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 It is, it is a good motivation for growth. Absolutely. Like, take your key people and like move them on to a new project. And I think that's the only and best way to grow is you take your good, your, your good elements, people that get your company DNA and, and you just move in, like help them move to the next project. And yeah. You know, at the end of the day we have, you know, we've got, I think a good brand, we've got a beautiful space, you we've do. got a great product, but I mean, the, the company is the people in it. Oh, 200% culture. I always yeah. go back to culture and you're American. You, you, um, you, you know that like, but company culture is not really French. I think it's more an American no, conception. It is. And it's, it's been interesting. We can, we hire a lot of French people and it's been interesting seeing yeah. how that's like played out over time. Isn't it everything though? If your culture is healthy and good, it's like a starter when you make bread or whatever. It's like, if it's good, yeah. then it's going to grow. It's going to be healthy or yeah. Invest in your culture, guys. Like whoever's listening to this from, that's the advice I would give myself. Just make sure you have a healthy work environment and then Absolutely. everything will follow. 
Absolutely. And then, but I mean, to go back to the, the, the acquisition, that was also the hardest part with the acquisition is yeah. like, yeah, you know, how, keeping, do you, how do you keep your culture? How do you that model? Yeah. So, you know, culture is a thing. Think about it. That's super interesting. Um, I hate time and I hate the clock because I could keep on doing this for a long time, but it's also great that I have a frame because I could be rambling on forever and then no one would listen. So, uh, David, thank you so much, man. Nico, you touched on some me, really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Always happy to chat. You should have your own podcast, man. That's well, it's got a lot of things going on. Let's consolidate <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> it's got a voice for it, man. I, I like it. Uh, Katie, thank you so much. No hard feelings for the break. You know, kind of disappeared for a bit. But she's, she's not mad anymore because I brought pastries. Uh, even though now I know that Katie is gluten-free and she couldn't eat the croissants. But it's the intention them. that counts, doesn't it? I'll get you the good stuff next time. Thank you for listening, guys. I have no idea who the next guest is going to be. We'll get you someone good. Uh, if you like the show, maybe a five stars. I'm not really one to beg, but I think these things make a difference. Uh, thanks for listening. Go back to the uh, other episodes if you want more. And there's definitely more coming. Catch you next time. 